Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast, and you already know why we're here, and if you don't, I'll explain. Welcome to the podcast of which and wherein I talk about musicals, any musicals, whether they be on stage, whether they be in film, whether it be in a TV episode of a TV show, I'm going to talk about it. If it's musicals on this podcast, I am going to talk about it. So... Today, I'm going to be recording one, and you should be expecting one up, a new one uploaded to Spotify. I know I've been a little, uh, I haven't thrown up there in a bit, but I'm going to throw another one up there today. Um, I'm going to see if we can get these more into a schedule, maybe weekly. Um, just with everything going on right now, I think that might be the best way to do it. Um, but do not worry, that will not be affecting your, re- your regularly scheduled programming. It will be actually more regularly scheduled now that we have a big schedule, a better schedule in place. Um, but yeah, again, that is kind of where we're at. Um, you know, we're going to keep it going the same way we have. Um, but yeah, no, we will be trying to, I'll be uploading and recording on Saturdays for the foreseeable future that, that might be subject to change. But right now that's, that seems like that's how going to be, how it's going to be for the majority of it. And, um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Cause I got, <clears throat> I got my smart water. I got my mic, I got the stuff up, and I'm ready to talk, so let's enter the world of geeking out about musicals together. Today, we're going to be talking about perhaps one of America's most iconic, if not the most iconic show known with all audiences, not just us big theater nerds. Um, It would probably have to be, we're talking about today, Grease. Now, Grease... Uh, it's such a huge piece. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know what main. We've all seen the movie at some point or another with, um, you know, John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, and we all know the iconic songs, whether they be Grease Lightning, uh, Summer Nights, uh, You're the One That I Want, uh, the list goes on and on, Beauty School Dropout, so many fantastic songs, um, but yeah, no, I gotta say that uh, it's gonna be really fun to talk about this today. So before we get go into kind of how we do this, I'm gonna give a few brief facts, and then we're gonna jump right in. So the first production was actually in 1971 in Chicago, and it hit Broadway in 1972, so a year later. Um, but I kind of like to give the year it first opened, and you know that's kind of like how I want to give a little. And I also like to give a brief summary. And so we are going to go ahead and give that right quick. Um, just note I, I'm using the film summary here, but I'm pre- But I think actually the film cuts out a little bit of stuff, but ultimately I think is is pretty much the same. It's it, it, it's the same plot and the same concept. So um, with all hope, it will be the same. So. Experience the friendships, romances, and adventures of a group of high school kids in the 1950s. Welcome to the singing and dancing world of Greece, the most successful movie musical of all time. A wholesome exchange student, Olivia Newton-John, or Sandy, and a, leather, a leather-clad Danny, John Travolta, basically the head of the T-Birds, the bad boy, have a summer romance, but will it cross-click Lines. That's basically the premise of what we got going on here, um, but and I'm gonna talk about that the plot a little bit later and kind of what, yeah, to the best of my knowledge and to kind of I mean it's pretty straightforward, but we'll we'll talk about that as we get further in and kind of my opinions on it and how what and, and what how it's affected my enjoyment. But again, that's kind of the plot. 
Now, let's get into it. And if you all don't know, the first thing I like to do is talk about kind of how I got into the show, how I first came to discover Grease. And this is going to be interesting because I... I, this is another interesting case of me of me not knowing about Greece the traditional way, if that makes sense, or even how do you even define traditional? But again, that sounds like a lot of speculation into what traditional normal means, and that could be a podcast episode in and of itself. So to save time, let's suffice it to say, I did not first watch Greece the movie. I had heard about Greece all my life. I had heard it about from, from about of it from friends. I heard it talked about like I saw, like whenever I saw people in the jackets, they would talk about Greece or they would talk about um, like greasers. That, that that's kind of what I heard. What like when I thought leather jackets, I thought Greece, Greece. That's kind of how my brain operated and how I thought about it. My mom talked about it a lot, um, but then I, I didn't really know much about it. So then around. I want to say sixth, maybe seventh grade, um, they aired a production of Grease Live, and that's the version I'm actually going to be reviewing and talking about today. That's the soundtrack I have on my playlist for Grease. Um, they talked, they had that play on their Grease Live. Now, I didn't watch the first, all of it, like, I kind of was walking in the kitchen, and I saw my mom watching it, and I noticed Vanessa Hudgens was in there, and I knew Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical franchise, I, I knew her from that. Um, and of course I know her from Rent Live now, but all that to say is I knew that Hudson Hudgens was in, so my interest was kind of peaked. My mom had recorded it, um, so I kind of, I didn't watch it that night, but I, we, since we had it on record TV, I watched it a little bit later on. I kind of watched the whole thing, and it, it kind of piqued my interest. I really liked it. I, I liked the story. I, I thought the music was great. It was really iconic. I could definitely tell there was some hype behind it, maybe because the fact that, uh, these songs were so classic and then they were being done in to this effect and on this medium is probably why people were so excited. I mean, why wouldn't you be? It, it, this, this, Like I said, the music in this is amazing as I'll review it later. But that was kind of my exposure into Greece. So I remember really loving, um, really, really, really loving um, Aaron Tevet's Danny from that. I remember loving Grease Lighting. I remember loving You're the One That I Want and uh, just... Those were the songs that really put anything with Aaron Tivet kind of got was is permanently fixed in my brain is oh my goodness that this that this is amazing um, and it's I don't think it's really difficult to see why that's the case um, but yeah like I said I kind of that's kind of my was my exposure into Greece and so I started listening to the soundtrack and then a few years later. Um, I actually got the movie was placed upon Netflix and that's when I really watched it and I watched the movie and I kind of got why it was so, such an iconic piece because I, it was really funny. It was really charming. It was, it was, it was like a nice little love story. Um, I just really liked it. I really liked the songs in there. I, I realized why I realized a fun thing. It was actually really, really censored considering the, the live version was, a certain line in a certain song that I'm not going to say for fear of putting an explicit thing on here. But the point being is that this <clears throat> this show, this move, I, I quickly begin to understand why it was so iconic. Because in my opinion, reviewing it after talking about how I discovered it, um, I am of the opinion, I can see why. I think for boys, I think every boy wanted to be Danny a little bit. If not that, you all wanted to be a T-bird. Like, let, let, let's be real. I think that 
I know I did. I know I, I like when I first watched the music live. At least I know I did because it also had J- Jordan Fisher um, as as duty. I want to say that's who he was playing, and his his singing of those magic changes and just seeing Aaron Tivet sing as Danny. I wanted to be a T bird. I'm not ashamed of it. And they my I think my my family knows, but that's the reason I got a leather jacket. I want a leather jacket for Christmas. Um, I still have it. Um. I think that was one of my big Christmas gifts that I got. I love the jacket. Um, and I still have it in my closet. And so whenever I hear Grease is the word or <clears throat> I'll, I'll put it on and just goof around. Um, I actually remember doing that during the summer this, this summer. I remember I was doing, I, we were cleaning up stuff. But I was, I was just like having a good time. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, I think that's why it, it appeals to boys. I think, like I say, the songs are iconic for, I think, I don't know a single person, I think the ingenue, uh, Sandy, I think we all, or, or even the heart stealing, like kind of the bad girl Rizzo. I don't know. I think a lot of, uh, my friends, my female friends uh, aspire to, to sing those. I know I have an amazing friend who, uh, Lorelai, um, if she's listening to this, I don't think she is, but, um, suffice it that she can do, she, she did a cover of the, the, she did an audition piece of what there are, the, there are worse things I could do. And it, it was fantastic. I think, these songs really have something special to them. Like I say, I really think it comes down to the songs for me. Because I think, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the story and kind of the, I don't, I, I hasten to say controversy. I mean, it's not, because in this day and age, controversy kind of means you're canceled and you're done. And I think that Greece will never be done. It'll never truly be done, I guess. So I'm going to say it's, I'm going to talk about that now so we can kind of get that out of the way before I talk about my favorite songs my and kind of what 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 I like about it and and into of course dream casting. Um so the problem with Greece is uh, the ending of it. And I will say why because we oh we kind of see this good boy bad this good no, I'm sorry, not good boy. Good girl bad boy dynamic between Sandy and Danny. And it's kind of, we see Danny kind of being a little bit um, struggling with his identity and how he wants to be seen by his friends based on how he was with Sandy, um, kind of keeping this bad boy reputation like a, a big flirt. And uh, Sandy, Sandy actually over here, is kind of comes off as this really nice girl, very, very pure, very innocent. I hasten to say the word naive, but it, it, I think she kind of might come be coming off that way to me, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The point being is that um, it, it kind of threatens their relationship a little bit. It kind of seems like they're going through the ups and downs and the motions. But by the end, at the near the very climax of the movie, Sandy decides to kind of change her personality to a bad girl for Danny in order that they can be together. And I don't know. It's and, and I think what especially stings me watching it is when we literally see Danny <clears throat> go through this big change of joining a track team, joining like basically becoming a jock, something that he and his friends make fun of. And and running and doing track as opposed to stealing hubcaps, he 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 really tries to change for her. He and it kind of shows that he cares. And then only to see all Sandy show up in leather, clad in leather, and 
finally accepting her role and and having changed for him it kind of makes him like oh it's cool i don't have to change now she likes me like this you know and while that's great it also promotes uh, for one thing i'm annoyed that you have to change it all opposites attract for the first for first things first and I mean, the the pink ladies didn't seem to have a problem with with with, uh, with Sandy being Sandy when she first showed up. I mean, Rizzo did, but Rizzo's got Rizzo had a bunch of stuff going on. To be honest, um, honestly, I feel like we should have a Rizzo appreciation episode. Um, sound off. I might actually post this on Instagram. But how would y'all feel? Like, if actually, I might do this for the podcast itself. That if. I have, because there are some shows that are on here more than once, like different versions, like live or Broadway recordings or movie versions, and I might, you know, talk about characters, because like, one of the things I love about these shows are the characters involved, like there are characters that I want to play, and the reasons why I want to play them, and also why I love certain characters the way I love them, so let me know if that might be something y'all are interested in, but my point being is that... Danny, that that's effectively the message that the Greece is promoting is that you it's okay if you're in a relationship, you should kind of fundamentally change your who you are as a person in order to you know be with that guy. That's kind of what I took away. That it's like this. We kind of see this strong, this 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 strong, this young beautiful woman change herself for this guy who kind of treated her kind of like kind of cruddily at certain points in this movie um and kind of to be eventually you know rewarded and and he only gets we i sandy is kind of spends a good part of the the movie pining i know danny kind of does all the track stuff and sings um sandy uh, at the at the drive-in, but I, let's be real. I think Sandy had a bigger fight in the um, in the grand scheme of things than uh, than uh, Danny ever did. So my my point being is that that's I think the controversy behind that story. So I do understand it, and it does kind of make me not cringe so much as like ah uh, you. It's kind of like a it, it's a sign of the times. It's absolutely a sign of the times. And I think that this, it doesn't, but for me, that doesn't ruin the film for me. It doesn't ruin it. I still think it's very iconic. I still think the songs are fantastic. I still think, but it doesn't change the fact that there, there are certain things that if you don't raise your eyebrows at, like, you know, I'm worried because I feel like it's kind of good that we, that the, that, but I think it's good that we have that. I think it is good because with that, it, you know, with shows like Grease and Little Shop of Horrors, where we see, it kind of portrays Seymour needs to be the one to save Audrey, but that's a whole other thing I could talk about too. The point being is that, you know, we, there are different ways of telling stories. Um, and kind of, this can be a, a conversation point that I think people need to understand that, like, you, who, you, you need to stay true to who you are. And you need to be yourself, and if that, you know, you need to be true to yourself, you need to be honest and loving to yourself, and and you should never try to change yourself if to be in a relationship be, because, don't change yourself in a relationship because you think that will make you appeal to the other person. Don't do that, because if they don't love you for who you are, that's their problem, that really is, and so... 
that that's kind of my whole take on this. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'll get off my soapbox now. But that I kind of had to talk about that. Um, and to be honest, if I was directing Grease today, I think I would kind of do like a modern revamping. I would keep all the songs, obviously, because I love the songs. But I would definitely change... <clears throat> the way this show ends. And if, if you want, because I know you want, you're the one that I want in there, but I do think that maybe the best way to go about it, you need to be throwing these hints that Sandy is getting, is more appealing to, to, to like, is appealed, like, appeals to Rizzo's sense of style, like, her directness to her, like, make it be not because of what Danny wants her to be and kind of who Danny is. Don't make her become an accessory to who he is. I definitely think that that would be a huge change I would make um, to, to the story. Um, but ultimately, that's kind of what I would do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my review and kind of my take on it because I felt I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this part of Greece because I need to, I feel like I need to acknowledge, because I love musicals. I love musicals. These are big parts of my life, so it's only fair that I talk about the good and the bad of it, you know? So I, I had to do that. Um, but yeah, um, so now I'm going to kind of review it with that out of the way. I, I love it. I do really love it. I, I see why it's iconic. Um, it's definitely not something I can see myself listening to every day. Um I think, like, if I hear it, like, every few months or so, I'll come, I'll, like, hear a Grease song and be like, oh, look at that, that's amazing. And recently, Grease kind of just came back into my life because of one song in particular. And we're going to, believe me, we're going to talk about that later. Don't you think that's going away? <clears throat> um, uh, quick alert, quick little hint. The thing of the name, thing of the show, Kinky Boots, because we're going to be talking about a certain person from that in a of a few minutes when we go into my favorite part of this podcast. Um, but yeah, like every time I come back to this show, I'm never disappointed. I always have something pleasant to be like, like, Oh, that was such a, a nice little thing. I can, I, it's, it's, it's one of those warm and fuzzy musicals. It's not like one of those really dark, like musicals or one of those like emotional musicals that'll make me sit down and think for a lot afterwards or like I need to go right to sleep after watching because I I don't want to be a puddle of emotions afterwards so it, it's always one of those where like I can I can be like oh that's great it's kind of it's like a high school musical for me it's like a high school musical for me in that I can go in and watch it and not get too like, not get, like, too emotionally invested in the stakes. It's just a good old-fashioned, heartwarming story about some wholesome American, albeit not diverse, teens. <laughs> and that's always something I'm here to enjoy. Although I will say, and this may be just me, but I will say, if I was also doing Grease today, I would make it much more diverse. Let's see some more diverse T-Birds up in here, please. And thank you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where, where we are, um, I kind of reviewing all that, um, but yeah, no, I think that that's, uh, kind of my review of it, I love it, I can always come back to it, never have I had a bad experience with it, I am yet to get bored with it, um, and I, 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 re obviously I recommend it to y'all, like, come on, and if you're looking for some great songs to drive in the car to, or having a little party to, or if you want to have a costume party, like, I think... I'm a huge fan of group costumes, and I'm mad that I don't do them often enough, but I think I respect anyone who does the whole Grease, like, T-Birds and Pink Lady costume concept, 
that always appeals to me. I always instantly like get a, a, a level of increased respect for anyone who does that. So kudos, kudos to those people. And if you just want a good old-fashioned movie night with the family, if you want to watch something, like, that means, like, uh -huh, like, you can all sing along to it, you can all tag your toes to, and still be kind of, like, have a little philosophical decision, like, hey, maybe we should not talk about girls this way, maybe we should just acknowledge that young women can be, like, their own people and don't have to change themselves for guys, um, and still have that conversation in there, um, and still enjoy the movie. But if that, that, but if what I said, and if that diminishes your liking of the movie, that's okay. But for me, it doesn't. And for the reasons I said before, um, but again, I, I do think I had to say that. And that's kind of my ultimate review of Grease. Um, favorite song before I go, uh, right now, that, that's the thing about this show. All of them are kind of my favorite songs. They kind of like go on a revolving pedestal right now it is beauty school dropout. Yet another hint as to why why, who I'm going to be talking about a little bit later. So the first thing was Kiki Boots, second hint was Beauty School Dropout right now is my favorite. I'm going to be very excited to see if you all know who I, why I was excited. But again, now that I've kind of reviewed, like I said, right now my favorite, uh, my favorite people, uh, my favorite character, my favorite song right now is definitely Beauty School Dropout. But before that, it had to be, um, Excuse me. I'm trying to think of what my favorite one before that was because kind of beautiful job out. At least the cover of it has stolen my heart, and that that's all there is to it. I think it would probably have to be all like close second because I can't remember my my last favorite one would be uh, summer loving summer nights. Um, I, I mean that's just so iconic that little. I'm not gonna sing it for fear that I will get copyrighted. So, but you all know that song. You all you can just pause this and hum along to that song or sing a lyric or two if that's what you want. Because um, I totally would myself if I were in y'all's shoes listening to it right now. Um, but yeah, so now we are going to jump into my favorite, my favorite one, my favorite, um, ugh, my favorite part of this podcast that I actually haven't. I feel like I haven't done that in a while because Phantom was really tough to Dreamcast. If y'all watch that episode, y'all will know why. Um, and and for Sing, you can't. I don't think you can really Dreamcast that um, because it was an animated movie. And I unless you bring it to live that to a, like a live theater experience, which I don't think you like. I don't think you should. Um, but now we're back. We're Dreamcasting again. Um, this will be a lot of fun because. I have a lot of thoughts, and I have a lot of things to discuss, um, but yeah, no, so uh, let's let's get into it. So, the first character, obviously the leading man, Danny Zuko, the greaser, who kind of is pining for the, the good, the good, the good tra girl transfer student, Sa Sandy or Sandra D. So, <clears throat> um, I gotta say, thinking about it, I was, I was, when I kind of, Started the podcast, I was like, okay, I want to kind of go with the younger cast here, just so that, because I always think we should be bringing, like, younger actors and actresses into theater, i.e. me, <laughs> um, and I was literally, the idea came into my head, and it's not possible, and I'm gonna think of someone else, and I, if I can't pick this person, um, I'm gonna say I would want to see, um, mm, who would I want to see, you know what? Thinking about it, 
thinking about what I want, what I know I want, and knowing me, I want to see uh, Asher Angel as Danny Zuko. Um, if you don't know Asher Angel, he's an amazing actor. He's got some great range. He played Billy Batson in Shazam. He played Jonah Beck in Andy Mack. He's also just a fantastic singer. He's kind of been in mostly films, but I think he still does music. I think I don't know if it was just like a Disney-only thing for him, but I don't know. I would love to see him do some more uh, stuff, and just I think that would be per I think it would be really cool to hear his voice as Danny. Um, and again, I think it would just be really interesting for that. But my original choice, which is an impossible choice, and I'm going to make myself really sad, is Cameron Boyce. Um, if y'all don't know who Cameron Boyce is, please go check him out. Um, oh my god. Jesse, Descendants franchise, amazing dancer, amazing human being, who is now no longer with us as of last year. Um... The fact that he's gone, he was gone too soon. He was such a ray of light and joy, and I know I am a, a positive and and supporting person. But this was just from the moment I saw him on screen, there was just like a light, like those like this warm. I got this warm feeling from him, and I as an actor and as a person, I was hoping for my day that one day I could work with him as a person, as a human. I believe. He's just, he has such a, he had such a soul. I didn't even know him that well, but I truly, and I think seeing him as Danny with his dancing abilities and with his developing voice, because as I understand it, when I heard him sing, he was such a, he has such a beautiful sound that uh, at the fact that we don't have him here is such a shame. Um, mm, um, the fact that we don't have him, but, but again, Oscar Angel would be great. And rest in peace, Cameron Boyce. Um, for real, rest in peace. The world lost you too soon. I hope I can only hope you're up there in heaven. You're such because we we haven't just got an angel because you are fantastic and and you are loving and you are fantastic. And um, <clears throat> before I just completely go into some sadness about Cameron Boyce, we're gonna jump ahead to Sandy Sandra D, uh, our leading lady. Um, <clears throat> for this character, and this is interesting, because, again, I'm going for a younger casting, and I kind of love this casting, Be and I'm going to say I want to see Sabrina Carpenter as Sandy, um, if for no other reason than to see her range, because I find that she's also a fantastic dancer. If you haven't seen Work It, definitely check out that movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. She's, like, such a great dancer. Um... So yeah, I'll say definitely I would like to see her um, as Sandy. Um, I think it would just be really interesting to kind of hear her voice. I feel like she's just so good. As as a rule, she's like has an amazing voice. Um, but also seeing her act in that, because I've like if you've seen her in Girl Meets World, it's Maya. Or, like, she's, like, has that... But she also has range, and I know she was on Broadway for, like, a little bit as Katie Heron. And I'm always a proponent, if you can't tell already, of more Disney stars going on to Broadway. That's just been my belief and and my 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 concept and my imagination. So, it, that's just that. So, I don't know. Those would be my two leading love characters in this piece. Um, I think they would both do really well. I think if you just get Asher some dance lessons, I don't even know if he dances right now. Maybe he does. If not, if he does, Asher, I'm sorry. 
Um, but again, I think that would be I thought would be two really cool castings there. Um, now moving on to you know Betty Rizzo. Now Betty Rizzo is of course I don't know. I didn't realize I kind of I think the first time I watched it I thought ugh she's like the bully. But then stinking Vanessa Hudgens had to steal my heart with their worst things I could do. I'm like okay I can't be mad at her anymore. That that's it. Um, and so I think. For this, for this part here, and I'm gonna be kind of, I don't know, it's interesting, and the and these age ranges between like the the greasers and the the T-birds and the late and the pink ladies is gonna be a a little jarring, maybe. You know what? Maybe it's not a show. Maybe it's like a concert, like a little Hollywood Bowl thing, um, and so, but yeah, so I would definitely have for Rizzo the first person that comes to my mind, um, is. Elizabeth Gillies, I don't know, I think that's, that's kind of, I don't know, I, I think Elizabeth Gillies would do an amazing job, I say, I'm, let me know if y'all think of anyone younger, I, I really am curious, because I feel like there is someone in a younger age who could really kill it, I know that, and I probably am gonna, once we're finished with this, or maybe even after this next role, I'm gonna find someone else who I think, oh my god, that would be great, but right now, the only person that is entering my head, if I'm being honest, is Elizabeth Gillies. So, again, I'm going to give um, her a shout-out here and say she would be a great Rizzo. Because if you've seen Victorious, if you've seen her as Jade in that, and you know of her voice, then you know that she would be fantastic in... Like, imagine imagine her singing the, the Worst Things I Could Do. I'm already imagining it and getting goosebumps and so i mean maybe y'all have another idea again let me know if y'all have a dream casting of rizzo um but again you know um just let me know let me know really let me know um because i'll be curious to see your answers um my fun so then we have of course kaniki um danny's best friend and here i am thinking to myself this is why I keep telling y'all that this is going to be interesting. It's going to be some age ranges. and um, So it has to be someone around um, Elizabeth Gillies' um, age. And if I'm being honest, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm coming at this from a comedic perspective. And maybe because they already have really good chemistry, like they've worked together before. And I just think it would be really funny considering who we played before on Victorious. I think you already know where I'm going with this. I want to see Matt Bennett is his name, I believe. Um, he plays Robbie in Victorious. I'm just checking to make sure I have his name right. And I do. Matt Bennett, if you don't know, Matt Bennett plays Robbie. And so to see him play like a cool character in the first place would be fantastic. But also I just think that I can hear him singing Grease Lightning like the... The keep talking, and uh, I just feel like I don't know. I would be like I'd be keen to see it happen, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I think that that would be very, very, very cool. Um, but yeah, no, I just think that that would be uh, really, really, really. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I want to see Matt LeBlanc as uh, Matt Le. Matt LeBlanc, Matt Bennett, that's a very different actor, <laughs> Matt Bennett as, as Kinnicky. um, but yeah, definitely, um, then of course, moving over to Roger, and I 
and these like these are all of the uh, <clears throat> um these are the uh, these are all the the T birds, and I I always mix them up, but I think if this is the person who I think it is, um again I think that oh if it's Jan oh I know who this is I know who this is and I think I have. Again, a perfect choice. It, it gives me the more diversity that I want in Greece. And it also just, I think that, and maybe again, this is my Disney, wanting more Disney people in these movies. Um, I want to see Karin Brar as Roger because if you don't know who Roger, if you don't know who Karin Brar is, go again, another Jesse alum. He's just so good. So talented, so hilarious, and he needs to be in more stuff. I think he would bring the perfect comedy to that role. I think I know exactly <clears throat> if it's the T-Bird I think it is. I definitely think he'd be perfect in that role. And I'm going to take a sip of my smart water now because I've been talking a lot. I am parched. One moment. Mm. And we are back. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I just had to do that because I felt like if I kept going, my mouth was like already so dry. I was just like, you weren't going to be able to hear me anymore. So we need that. Um, and then, of course, we have Jan. And Jan, I think, it has the song Freddie My Love. And if you don't know about that one... Oh, wait. No, that's Marty. That's Marty who who has, uh, who has that one. Um... That is Marty who is that. And I already know who Marty... We're going to go ahead and do Marty right now because pff, Marty is easily more... Not more important. We love all the lady, pink ladies the same. But um, after hearing um, Kiki D do... Uh, Kiki D, that, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm Kiki Palmer. Why is it Kiki D? Kiki Palmer do Freddie My Love. I already know who I want to play. Have play... Ugh. Have play Marty. And... That person is, of course, none other than China and McLean. Now, if you don't know who China and McLean is, which, again, I'm surprised you, you don't know who China and McLean is, check out Ant Farm. Check out the Descendants franchise. Or just pull up the McLean Three Sisters, or just pull up China and McLean and listen to her sing, and you will be blown away and know why I want her to sing for any of my love. You just listen to anything she has done, and... Imagine her singing Freddie My Love. I just, I, I don't, it's not even in the movie, but it's in the Grease Live version. That version is amazing, and that I believe at one point definitely was my favorite song, because also we would have that just that black magic in a cast, and that is always needed, always. So boom, give her Marty. As for Jan, now I think Jan, if she's the one, I think she is. I'm going to go ahead and put. Hmm, this is interesting. I think for Jan, uh, I'm looking for someone... Ugh, this is tough. Like I said, a lot of the pink ladies, I love all of them all the same, but sometimes I just get them all mixed up. And I think I know who Jan is, because I know who Frenchie is, because that's what's process of elimination. Jan, I would cast as... Hmm, who was as Jan? You know what? I know Jenna... I always mess up her last name. And, you know, we're going to try and find Ushkowitz. I am mispronouncing that probably terribly. But if you don't know her, she's best known from Tina Co as Tina Co and Chang and Glee. 
And I just think her personality would fit that really, really well. It would also give us that amazing diversity that I want to see in Greece. And like I said, these pink ladies and these uh, T-Birds are going to be very sparse out in age. So again, this would probably only work as a Hollywood Bowl concert type deal. You could do some dancing in there, absolutely. But again, it would de you definitely need... Um, some some very much uh, some suspension of disbelief in that arena for this show, but you know to be expected. Um, but yeah, so yeah, of course we then have uh, Duty. Now, as you know, Duty is played, and, and again, I'm gonna go with the live version, live action, the not live action, but um, the live Greece live version. I want Jordan Fisher in here. We need our friend Jordan Fisher. Uh, gotta get my favorite one of my favorite brothers in here because if you don't know, Jordan Fisher has been in so many amazing things. Team Beach movie, Team Beach 2, Live and Maddie, Dear Evan Hansen, Alexander Hamilton, Need I Say More. This man has such a beautiful, sweet voice, and his his rendition of those magic changes gives me goosebumps. <clears throat> Just the way he plays he serenades the guitar. And you probably cut that motorcycle riding by, which is actually appropriate because we're talking about Greece right now. Um, but for real, again, I want to put him in there because, oh my gosh, just, need I say more, Jordan Fisher is just amazing. Literally listen to anything he's done also. He was also in Rent Live, which, again, we can talk about Rent for hours too, but we're not going to do that um, right now. We're talking about Greece here. So, um, but yeah, I think it would be a great duty. Um, and of course, now I we're gonna talk about Frenchie. Now, oh wow! <laughs> now Frenchie, of course, is uh, the one of the the character who actually drops out and then goes back to high school. Um, now for this character, I am inclined to believe we need Ariana Grande in here. And maybe that's just me. Maybe it's because of her cat Valentine. And maybe for some reason I just want to watch Victorious. Like I've I've casted three Victorious people in this, and maybe this is like my inner <clears throat> my inner mind telling me that I should watch more Victorious. Maybe that is what this is. I don't know. It's on Netflix. If you want to watch some Victorious, just go on Netflix. Um, but with that being said, I just think with her portrayal of Cat and Penny and Hairspray Live. It would be the perfect choice for this role for her to play um, uh, Frenchie. Um, but yeah, so yeah, then again, at the very end, the, I think the last person we need to talk about in terms of. Um, and this one we had to talk about, the last T bird we had to talk about is Sunny. Um, this one. Actually, I think I covered all the, the main ones. I think we talked about Roger Judy, Sunny. Uh, I don't remember seeing Sonny in the live version. I'm just not going to cast him in this point. Cast whoever you want. If Sonny is a big character to you, I apologize. Um, I already talked about Marty. Uh, Patty Simcox. I think if for this younger cast, I think um, <clears throat> this is a more... Not obscure. I don't know what she's doing right now. Cause that's a good question. I should probably figure that out. Sierra McCormick. Um, I know her mainly. Y'all probably know her mainly from Ant Farm is Olive Doyle. She is just such a fan. as a comedic actress. And I think... Her role as Olive would serve her really well as Patty Simcox. Um, then going kind of, um, I think we kind of got to talk about Eugene Felsnick. Florisick is how it says here, but I remember him going by Felsnick in the uh, 
in the production that of Grease Live. And for this one, I gotta go with another, another, um, another Ant Farm alum, Mr. Jake Short, or on Mighty Med, um, he's been on that. He's, I, I don't know what he's been in as well. Like, again, aside from China and McClane, I kind of, like, lost touch with where all the other Ant Farm actors and actresses, as actresses are right now. And that's, I think, kind of a shame because they were really hilarious for a good part of my life. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely put uh, her, him in there as Eugene. I think that would be really cool. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the principal, Miss Lynch, apparently her name. I didn't know the principal's name, so that's cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to find out who played Miss Darbus, but if y'all don't know that actress... Um, you, she from high school in High School Musical. I think she would be a perfect candidate to play that principal, and I believe she is portrayed by Allison Reed. There we go. Um, as Allison Reed, she'd be perfect in that. Um, I think she would be a great principal for that. And uh, of course, oh, for Vince Fontaine, the person who comes to my mind for this role, we need someone really kind of sh sh with showmanship, and I think we want to bring some celebrities in here. It kind of feels like a pretty star-studded celebrity cast right now. I am going to double cast it for these bigger roles at the very end here. <laughs> I'm going to say I want, actually I'm not even going to double cast it, I want Zac Efron as Vince Fontaine. I don't know, maybe that's just me, and I think he's at the age where that he could pull that off. Um, and I don't know, I think it would be kind of funny to see that. And just, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's me. Um, but if y'all know who Vince Fontaine is, who's kind of the announcer at, the, at their big uh, So You Think You Can Dance thing. Um, but yeah, let me know what y'all would think of that. Um, just let me know. Or James Marsden, who, who and those two have worked together, and, and he played uh, Corny Collins in Hairspray the movie. Um, but yeah, of course, that is uh, a whole other conversation for that, too. But yeah, let me know what you think about Vince Fontaine. He's... Uh, who would you have him who play that role in uh, a show for Greece? Then, of course, we have to talk about Chacha, um, Charlene de, de Gregorio. Um, I think for this character, I want. Hmm, this is a good. This is a really good question. Um, hmm. I know she doesn't, she doesn't sing much, but she's kind of like with the rival greasers. Um, but yeah, well, I'm going to say for her, I would go with, uh, hmm, this is a good question. Um, hmm, man, you know, this is one of those, I don't want to, hmm, you know what? I think I know. I want to see Becky G, um, play cha-cha. And I know that's out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, Becky G? I haven't heard about her in a while. I mean, maybe you maybe you have. Maybe you love Becky G, and if so, awesome. But <laughs> I haven't thought about her in a while. I don't know. I think she would be cool. I don't know if she dances, but if she does, <clears throat> I could see her playing a role perfectly. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's a hunch. Maybe I'm just thinking back to my 2013, 2014 days where I had a lot of these names in my head. But again, that, that could very, very well be a possibility. And we have one more person we need to cast. I think you all know who it is. So I haven't talked about who I've been kind of dropping hints about Kinky Boots and Musical Dropout. Teen Angel. Um, you know, I just feel like we all know 
why um when I first saw the Grease live, it was Teen Angel was Teen Angels played by none other than the group Boys to Men, who if you don't know Boys to Men, what rock have you been hiding under? And then of course I watched the movie with Frankie Avalon, I think was his name, but the real Teen Angel that has taken me by storm is none other than the great, the venerable, the incomparable Billy Porter. Oh my goodness, his beauty school job is seven minutes, and each time I listen to it, it knocks me out. It, he takes that song to church in a way that I like. He kind of goes in and makes that song like his song. You know, everyone we like. I think us my I don't know like musical theater fan people I know I do I have like I think we all like want to have that song that's song we walk in and we can sing it like and take it and it be our song like you know we each had that song like that like I have friends I know my friends like that song for them and that is Billy Porter's song for me again I haven't listened to Kinky Boots and I, I, I don't worry it's on my list it's like very high on the list but Oh my goodness, I just have, I can't stop gushing over that song and just about the man who sings it. So I'm definitely casting him, but I actually, as I was thinking, I'm like, I can't just have one person because I was thinking about Darren Chris in the Glee uh, episode where they performed Grease as Teen Angel and Boys to Men. And you know what I'm going to say? <clears throat> I think that should be a revolving door. And what I mean by that is that any celebrity can come in because I'm already thinking of big names who could do Beauty School Dropout amazingly. The top of that list being Billy Porter, uh, Nick Jonas, Joe Jonas, Dove Cameron, uh, Darren Chris, Ross Lynch, uh, Sophia Carson. I am thinking of so many amazing talent like Adina Menzel, Kristen Chenoweth. I am like the names are just pouring out of me. And uh, and each Elijah Kelly, oh my gosh, Elijah Kelly as Teen Angel, I just so many amazing names, they would all be so great. And to pass up the opportunity to hear any of them not sing musical dropout, I I can't imagine it. So again, revolving door for anyone who wants to sing that song, go ahead and definitely do that. There's no one set cast. And actually, another question I'm gonna ask when I, this drops on Spotify is. What do, if you could pick one actor or actress who you would love to see sing Musical Dropout or as Teen Angel, <coughs> who would it be? And that is kind of the end of the dream casting. Um, again, oh, before I go, I have to, I cannot highly enough recommend you listen to Billy Porter's Musical Dropout. Just listen to it. I don't, you don't even gotta listen to the rest of the soundtrack. I know I don't. I literally just listened to his beauty school dropout, and that's it. So, again, do that, do that, do that. Cannot recommend it enough, do it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, but with that, that brings us to the end of the, of the dream casting of my Grease cast. This one was a little all over the place. I feel like I'm a bit out of shape with my dream casting. There's kind of a lot, like, ranges between ages. Um, but hopefully that'll get better next episode and in the episodes to follow. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But again, um, you know, I think that there's just a lot to consider and think about. And, you know, th th there always is with these things. Um, but yeah, you know, I, th that's kind of where I'm going to leave it. Um, but yeah, 
Again, I also would love to recommend, in addition to Billy Porter's Beauty School Dropout, I have to recommend um, There Are Worse Things I Can Do from the Glee Grease episode. I'll talk about that, too, when we talk about Glee, because um, you better believe there's going to be a bunch of Glee stuff when we reach that. Just warning you right now, that's not in the near, near future, but when it happens, I let's just say I hope social distancing will no longer be a thing when that happens, because there will be a lot of feels and a lot of just things that we will talk about in that, so just get yourself prepared for that mentally. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I will say also check out, um, my goodness, the Grease Live soundtrack. I believe the performance, and it might get cut off by me saying this, but it's on YouTube. I think you can also purchase it on YouTube. That's, that's my advice. Not a free version. Gross. Purchase it on YouTube. Definitely do that. Um, and I think, I, I don't quote me on this, but it might be on TV somewhere. I know <clears throat> AT&T could have it on their on-demand system. They could have it somewhere, like streaming. Um, but yeah, and I definitely have to recommend, of course, the OG movie with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Gotta give them, I can't give them enough love, because without them, I don't think Grease easily would not be what it is today. Um, and just, again, I love... This is a great show. And I mean, it is. It is. That's that's all I got to say. I, I can't keep saying that enough. The, I, again, there are so many nuances. And I kind of feel like, as we continue here on out, I feel like just, I'm feeling a little bit, in certain episodes, dissatisfied. I feel like I should be going into more about why I like these songs, why I like these characters, what characters I resonate with, why I want to play certain characters from these musicals. So I feel like what we might be doing is like, and I might ask y'all this as we continue, as I upload this the next episode onto Spotify, is, hey, what do would y'all like to see more of in the future uh, as we continue forward? Would you like to hear me talk about songs? And maybe I'll take requests. That would be fun. If I take requests, um, take requests on what y'all would like to hear me talk about, like if you want to talk about songs or about characters, and maybe we'll do it like, hey, like, you... What I might do is like ask, hey, what's what is your favorite show I've covered so far? What character from that show you want me to talk about? Is there a song from that show you want to talk me about? And I and if I get enough of those, maybe we'll just do them in threes. Maybe I'll talk about like three characters in one, three songs in one, and we'll go by it that way. I don't know. I maybe we might just do that because I just you know did that, and I want to get more audience interaction. That's the beauty of it. That's why I bring guest stars on here because, you know, while I love to geek out about this stuff, it's more fun geeking out together than separately, obviously, and alone. So, um, had to throw that out there. But with that, I think we're going to close it. But before we go, I want to let you all know about what we're even talking about next. The next musical. Woo! I'm excited. I think you'll know why I'm excited. We are talking about The Wiz live. I can already think of who I want as a guest star. We might be getting several guest stars here. Um, oh, I might have shaken it a little bit, but we already, you already know we're going to get some guest stars in here just talking about The Wiz. Um, the Wiz is, <coughs> again, that's another conversation, but you, you just be ready, be ready. That's good. I'm already excited to record that and to just to talk about that, and um, you best believe we're going to be having a lot of fun with that. Um, but yeah, again, that's going to be kind of where we close this episode. This has been amazing talking about Greece with you all. Thank you again for joining me today. I'm Lincoln Turner. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. And I will see you all in the next episode. Take care, y'all.